The following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. The PGA, the U.S. Open in golf, has a new historical moment as we see Ricky Fowler and uh, Xander Sheffield. I know I'm probably butchering that name, but two guys that hit a 62 in the U.S. Open. We're going to have to talk about a little bit of what's going on in the PGA, as well as, of course, the Nuggets win. We haven't been able to talk about that yet, so we're going to have to jump in, jump backwards in time, I guess, and talk about the Nuggets winning the NBA championship and the Stanley Cup has been won and hoisted by the Golden Knights. We're going to have to talk about them, as well as a ref ending a soccer game, the U.S. men's soccer game, for something a little silly, but we're going to talk about uh, what went on in that situation, as well as Conor McGregor. Uh, We already heard about his assault that happened, um, the mascot sending him to uh, the hospital, but another assault happened, at least allegedly, uh, and he's being accused of something else that happened at the Miami Heat game, and John Morant has now uh, been issued a 25-game suspension going into next season for his little gun fiasco, so we're going to talk about all of this and so much more today on Rising to the Occasion. Welcome back, everybody. It is so exciting to be be back on and going. Uh, it's been a while since we've been able to put together a show. Uh, it's been, been just really busy, really hectic in life. Uh, a lot of things going on, but yeah, we're, we're back. We're here. Uh, and so that's the important thing, and it's so exciting because we get to jump back into sports. It's a little bit of an off-season, but we still got baseball to hold on to, uh, and there's a lot of other things that we're, we're going to keep on uh, kind of getting into. A lot of exciting things coming up. Uh, we're going to be talking a lot about college football going into this upcoming season and all that stuff, so you know, we're, we're never going to be out of, uh, you know, at a shortage of things to talk about when it comes to sports. So, you know, make sure you stick tuned, uh, stay tuned and stick with us uh, for all that we're able to bring to you guys. And we're going to make sure that we keep on rolling that content out. Uh, but before we get started, first and foremost, if you're watching right now, whether if you're on YouTube, you should be hitting that subscribe button. Go ahead and hit that like button too and comment down below. If you're watching live, you can jump in the live chat, join us a little bit and kind of talk with us. But let's go ahead and bring up our sponsor for today and that is Calder, Calder Lab. It's always great to give a shout out to our favorites in skincare. And that is Calder Lab, backed by a leading clinical trial where nine out of 10 men experienced healthier and visibly improved skin. Calder Lab has the tools to unlock your best first impression and your best confidence. As you age, you might start to notice a little more fine lines and wrinkles and signs of aging. And like we've mentioned on this show, if you've played any kind of sports in the past and have any kind of scars and stuff like that, it's a great tool to help kind of hide some of that and hide those scars. If you start to use the good, uh, that's the one that really kind of rejuvenates your skin, uh, starts to help with some of those lines and stuff like that that you're starting to see from whether it be aging or any kind of wrinkles and stuff like that. Guess what, guys? You need to take care of your skin. Uh, it's okay to do so. Uh, it's time to take control of it and get it under control with Calder Lab. And today we have an exclusive offer for our audience because you can see why so many men 
trust Calder Lab for their skincare needs. You can use code RISINGTO at calderlab.com for 20% off, or you can go straight to calderlab.com slash rising2. That's C-A-L-D-E-R-A-L-A-B.com slash R-I-S-I-N-G-T-O. Uh, that will automatically apply that code. And you can also see our favorite products there on Calder Labs website. It really is an amazing product. We've all used their product. Uh, they've been a great sponsor so far. Uh, and we'd love to keep them on as a sponsor. So the best way for you to help support us is by supporting your skin, uh, taking care of your skin. Uh, I've, I've used pretty much all of their products now, I think. All that all that I can think of. I, I guess there's, there's a couple that I haven't. I know I've used pretty much the entire regimen bundle. Uh, that, that comes with the clean slate, the base layer, and the good. Uh, all absolutely amazing products. I've seen and felt a huge difference when it comes to my skin. Uh, so it's time for you to take control of your skin as well. Again, that's getting 20% off. So, I mean, we're giving you a very good discount just by using code RISING2 at checkout or go to calderalab.com slash RISING2. That's C-A-L-D-E-R-A-L-A-B.com. And again, 20% off when you use code RISING2. Take your skincare to the next level with Calder Lab. Let's jump into it. But before we do, I've got to bring in both of my co-hosts that are able to join me this fine afternoon slash evening. Uh, let's start off with Blake down in Alabama, man. How you doing? I'm doing great, boys. Uh, glad to be back. Uh, it feels like it's been forever for me, but I'm yeah. here. I'm ready to talk about these uh, these events and the Nuggets and the Golden Knights and uh, the USA soccer team last night. What a performance they had. I know yeah. it got a little chippy uh, towards the end and, and Ja Morant and, and all of that uh, fiasco. So I'm excited about this episode, fellas. Yeah, yeah, it's good to have you back on. I know last time you were trying to jump on, it was just having technical issues and stuff like that, and we couldn't couldn't get it to work uh, mid episode and trying to figure it out. But Jeremy, how you doing? I'm doing pretty good, and the same with Blake. It feels like it's been forever, but I mean, obviously we've had life and whatever throws a wrench at us. But I mean, doing pretty good. Um, a lot of people really didn't recognize who the heck I was. I got a haircut and shaved, <laughs> and I'm like, man, who the heck is this guy? You're not. Oh wait, I mean it is you, but I mean I hey, promise it's still the same me. He walked into the studio. I thought I was getting robbed or something. I'm thinking, who who the heck is this guy? And then I realized, oh, it's just Jeremy. It's all good. It's all good. But no, nah, it's it's great to be back on. I know we've been we've all been pretty busy. It's been a really hectic schedule for me at work and stuff. And we're not doing this full time yet, so we can't can't keep to our schedule all the time. But we try to put it out as often as we can. But I mean, first before we get into it, Blake. I know you and I kind of chatted back and forth about it. The SEC schedule release for 2024. How excited are you to have Oklahoma and, and Texas coming to town? Dude, I've said it numerous times. I'm stoked uh, for these two editions. Uh, I think it's just going to boost the conference that much more. I think, uh, you know, when you add uh, two historic programs like this and to what we know is already the best conference in college football uh, and you just add the tradition of Oklahoma and Texas and uh, for me to be an Auburn fan to get a chance to go uh, out to Oklahoma or go out to Texas and just visit those uh, campuses and I think I think this is going to be special I really do I, I, I and not just football 
Honestly, not just football. I think this is going to be special in basketball. I think this is going to be special, and I can go ahead and tell you it's going to be special in college baseball, college softball. You're adding two more uh, powerhouse programs, and, and we just saw the University of Oklahoma three-peat uh, over there in that sport. So I just think – I mean, we can even go to gymnastics, Josh. Like yeah. This is going to just boost the Southeastern Conference and – Man, it, it's gonna. It, I think it's just gonna. Just they're just gonna start beating the hell out of everybody else in in everything, and uh, which I mean they kind of already do, but uh, you know it, it's it, it's a pure powerhouse, man. But you know, like I look at some of the schedules, and as an Auburn fan, you know we miss out on LSU, and we don't get to to play them every year anymore. And, and that kind of, it, it, it kind of sucks. I'll be honest with you uh, because my entire life, I've always been used to playing Louisiana state university. And, and that rivalry has some of the greatest moments in STC football history. Uh, and that's going to be off the schedule. Now, no more Mississippi state and Ole Miss, uh, the, the Mississippi versus Alabama, you know, that clash, those two States right next to each other. And, and just uh, the, the, the I wouldn't I, I wouldn't call it a rivalry, but the trash talk and the intensity in those games is second to none. Uh, but like I said, man, getting the chance to rotate Oklahoma and Texas, uh, I think that's going to be so special, and it and it gives us the chance and the opportunity to play teams that we normally don't get to play all the time, like uh, you, you know Auburn and Florida is one of the most intense rivalries in the conference. And to just get to get back to rotating them every now and then, and not having to wait ten years to play each other, I think that's going to be awesome. So I know some fans out there hate it; they're not for it. But I think it's going to be a really, really uh, positive thing moving forward uh, in the Southeastern Conference. And you got to always be welcome to change, right? I mean, it's it's time, uh, and and I'm excited for it. Yeah, I mean, it was a big move for them to get these two teams, like you said, historical teams, two teams that are, are known for being great teams. Uh, and, and I think it's it's going to add to uh, the SEC for sure. It's going to make the SEC better because they got Oklahoma in town, man. Um, but <laughs> we're going to we're at the plan to, to go to that Oklahoma-Auburn game for sure. Uh, first time Absolutely. first time in a regular season game that I can remember anyways. Uh, so, I mean, it's, it's been a long time if we, if we ever did meet up in, in a non-conference uh, schedule or anything. But, guys, let's jump into the PGA, what's going on over there. U.S. Open uh, is going on this weekend. Uh, I didn't have the current, the current uh, what, what's going on today. I didn't have that all pulled up in front of me at all today uh, to see what's going on today. But we'll talk about what happened yesterday because it was a historical, historical time. Uh, it was a historical day. One of my favorite golfers, since I was young was Ricky Fowler since he came on the scene because he came on the scene hot as could be. Uh, he's an amazing golfer. He still is. Um, but he was just the guy that, you know, he's out there in his loud, you know, bright colors. And of course that's kind of what was some of the inspiration for me, you know, and, and, uh, you know, creating Mahler bros is kind of creating some of these, these loud and fun designs and stuff like that. But he's always the guy with the bright colors on and everything. But he's also the guy that's just not afraid to take the crazy shot that's probably not going to work. But if it does, it's going to look sweet. And that was just who he was as an early golfer. Uh, he's had some down years recently and really the last maybe three or four years close to it where, you know, and really, especially in the last two years, just down years. 
So to see Ricky Fowler show up in the first round the way that he did yesterday, uh, the the uh, the course record there at the course that they're at, and I've, I'm drawing a blank on what the course's name is, um, but the course record is 61, uh, and that's that's outside of, of PGA, outside of the, the, the U.S. Open, but the U.S. Open record has now been broken. Um, Ricky Fowler shoots a 62. That's along uh, with Xander. Uh, I, I think it's Shafil, if, if I'm saying that right, um, Shafel. Um, but it doesn't matter because um, he's not going to win it anyways. Um, so, you know, but it, it's for me, it's exciting to see Ricky bounce back like that and see uh, really this this whole season's been really good for him to see what he's done last season compared to this season and seeing how much he's advanced. Uh, I mean, Jeremy, you know, what? You, you and I golf pretty often now. Uh, it is not easy to play golf. Golf is probably the hardest and most frustrating game to go out and play uh, for him to, to, to be able to kind of keep keep it all under under control and to be able to play like that shooting a 62 wow like that's all i can really say is wow i'm just lucky to shoot 62 on nine holes of anything (laughs) but like just thinking about it like you mentioned golf is nowhere near easy we all wish it was easy but i mean if it was easy everybody would do it yeah but i mean i i love golf just because obviously i didn't get into golf as much as i wanted to i was a young kid but then obviously you got me into golf and then now it's almost like a weekly thing that we go golfing maybe once or twice a week almost Mm -hmm. in this point but like shooting a 62 at this high level of caliber is just flat out unreal like if i were to shoot a 62 i'd sell my clubs i'd retire i wouldn't care but like just have a day holy cow just i hope he just keeps putting on a gas pedal just keep hitting his marks and making crazy shots that we try and do but of course never ever work just because you're you and i both know we try it we'll hit a tree and it'll go 20 yards the opposite way i will say britain britain is a as a witness i just got done golfing with him earlier earlier this morning uh, and then drove straight up here and uh i i did pull off a ricky fowler type shot where i was oh. able to flop shot over the top of a crazy high tree uh, and it was it was probably the greatest shot of my of the day uh, possibly of the year for me. Uh, it was a very, uh, I guess, the long drive. Uh, did, I was just did, gonna say, did have a drive. Long drive. Yeah, he he's he's the witness for that yeah, one. So I'm at least witness. I've got witnesses for a 350 yard drive, 340, 350. 350. Uh, I mean, it was a, a roller. It with was a bouncing my, bouncing roller, but and it was with my driver. Yeah, <laughs> and then I shoot like crap the next shot. But no, I I, I mean to see to see Ricky come out here and just it kind of seems like he's back to him his old self. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's it's really good. It feels like a comeback a comeback story. Uh, we just saw this you know a couple weeks ago with Brooks Kepka Blake uh, that. Uh, you know, with, with him kept fighting back from injury, uh, and he's been playing very good this year. And he had a very close chance, but then John Rahm jumps ahead of him, and Brooks kind of choked there towards the end in the third round there. Um, but then for him to be, still be able to bounce back from that, a, a, a heartbreaking loss, uh, and to win a couple weeks ago, and weeks ago, do you think Ricky Fowler has what it takes? Do you think he's he's going to be able to to keep this up and and finish off and and win the entire thing, or you think somebody else might might just jump above him? Well, Josh, he come out today in the first three holes, he birdied right out the gate. So, really? uh, yeah, so uh, he is on fire. Uh, so Ricky, Ricky stopped making commercials and started playing golf. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that's true. Uh, was we are uh, we're cooking here with Ricky Fowler. So, you know, look, he he shot a sixty-two yesterday, and I think he had two bogeys. All right, so uh, he was just on top of his game. And 
I make the little joke about Ricky uh, making commercials and everything because, you know, we know all the endorsement deals and the Puma stuff and everything. Yeah. And like you mentioned, Josh, with the bright colors and all that. Uh, but it was a he was a guy that, like you said, would take the risky shot and everything. But people just kind of felt like he didn't really take his craft like that serious, you know, uh, yeah. like like he he didn't put everything he had into his craft. Uh, and now, especially the past couple weeks, the dude has been on the money. He's been right there in the leaderboard. He's been playing for big money. So we're starting to see a different Ricky Fowler. And I think this is the golfer that we all expected to see when he first come on tour, because like you mentioned the last couple of years, uh, there was mentioning of him possibly losing his tour card. Yeah. He was wow. playing so bad. He wasn't, he wasn't getting invited to major events. Uh, he, he, he wasn't qualifying, not getting yeah. invited. He just wasn't qualifying for major wow. events. Uh, so, you know, he was losing out on money and, uh, it's it's great to see him back. It really is. Like uh, I love I love guys who uh, can turn their career around and and get a little uh, get a little success going on and a little momentum going there. So uh, and Z and Xander man, like I don't think anybody really saw him coming out and doing what he did yesterday. Yeah. But he caught fire, and uh, you know today, hopefully he can repeat that. I think he parred his first two holes today. Yeah, so he's I'm, he's I'm even not... through three. I just I pulled it up just to make make sure that we're we're here. So I mean, Ricky, yeah, like you said, he's he's three under through three right now, uh, eleven under total throughout the whole thing. Still a, a, a pretty a pretty good lead right now if he can if he can keep this up. So I mean, it, it's it's crazy. And and like you said too, he's just he's being the golfer that we expected when he first came into uh the pga you know and, and what he's done and you you have to think too uh you know because we didn't get to talk about this either just because of some of the scheduling issues too with what happened with the pga and and uh you know with them starting to partner with with live this was a shock this it's not anything official yet so i mean we don't really have a whole lot to report on it but there's supposedly some sort of partnership for those who haven't heard uh, a partnership between live and pga uh and and if we think of you know with all of the backlash that pga was giving live uh and rory mcelroy being one of the the, the top voices for it uh there's a lot of a lot of players that now it's coming out that they were offered a lot of money to go over to live but they were they were sat down in a meeting and told Hey, this is this is horrible. Don't you remember 9/11? You know, and uh, so don't don't go to live because it's it's backed by these the, this the same people. It's it's uh, funded by the same people that would have been involved in 9/11 and all this. You know, and just trying to make it out to be such an evil thing to go over there and then just to turn around uh, and and make this this partnership. And Ricky Fowler's one of them. Uh, and so you got to think like with guys like Rory, guys like Tiger, guys like uh, like Ricky. Uh, that you know, there's there's several others. Um, but but these guys they stuck with the PGA, and now all of this comes out. That's that's got to be in their in their mind, thinking you know how pissed off they might be uh, over all this deal after it was made to be such a big deal uh, in the in the past. So I mean it's it's a lot of fun to see him come out like this. And like you said, I mean so far uh, absolutely on fire. I, I've you know Britton and I had a hard time playing a scramble today to make birdies, uh, and he's sitting out here just making three in a row to start off the day. Josh, Jeremy, let me ask y'all something. All right, about about live and the PGA, right? It's 
all right, Liv asks you to come play and join their association, right? Mm-hmm. But Liv is offering you blood money, all right? Because that's what it is, is blood money. Right? And, and every person who lost their life in 9-11, all right, I get it. It was 22 years ago or whatever, but it was still something uh, that happened to our country. And I remember the day it happened. I was in fifth grade. I remember my teacher uh, bawling her eyes out and me really not knowing what was going on. Uh, I had to have my parents tell me what was going on. But I know that $300 million is a lot of money. But what I also know is Rory McIlroy isn't even from this country. And he stood up and made a stand and said, hey, Live is terrible. They're terrible people. All right. It's blood money. It is money that I would never take. And then for the PGA to turn their back on guys like Tiger and Rory, who have come out and said, hey, we don't want to be any part of this. Like, this is terrible. And for them to basically just not even get told anything about the merger, the deal or anything. They were completely blindsided. I mean, how do y'all feel about this? Because you basically have dudes dragging Rory McIlroy's name on tour and saying like, Oh, uh, like he's a clown, you know, uh, we don't want him on our, we wouldn't want him on our live team anyway. Like he would never get invited and all this stuff. And, he was the spokesperson for PGA. He was the guy that fell on the sword for PGA. And now you just made him look like a complete fool. And I stick with Rory. You know, me and my buddy DG, mm-hmm. we were talking about it the other day. And he was just basically saying, like, dude, as a person, as a human being, I feel so sorry for Rory. And everybody might throw out, oh, well, he makes millions of dollars and he's rich and he's famous. It doesn't matter. It, 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 it does matter because it has to do with integrity and, and what kind of morals you have as a human being. And that's what gets me, man, is, is like he's just getting bashed for no reason. And uh, I just, you know, I look at the amount of money and I sit here and I say, man, that would be really hard to pass up. You know, like that $300 million. Oh, man, I would love to take it. But then I also realize uh, there was two planes that went into – uh, two buildings in Manhattan, New York on 9-11 of 2001. And that completely changes my outlook on it, man. And, and uh, I just think it's a terrible situation all around, like for everybody involved. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, and to think of the dirt bag that, uh, what's his name? Jay Monahan is for, the, you know, finding out about the meetings that they had and how he was basically guilt tripping these guys to stick with it, you know, and not to take that money. And, you know, for a lot of guys, that money, it's, you, you can't, you can't guarantee yourself money in the PGA. You can and live. And let's be honest, yeah. I do think that the live and what they're doing with the league, it's more fun than the PGA. It's more fun for the fan yeah. experience. It's more fun for the players. Uh, and, and there's so much more going on outside of golf because of live, uh, where, you know, before golf didn't have the off season talk. It didn't. Uh, so, I mean, Liv brought a lot of that uh, to golf. Uh, and, and so, you know, it's, it's, it's hard. It's tough. But ultimately, I think it comes down to just how, 
how dirty it was of Jay Monahan to have done this, to basically go back. Uh, and, and like you said, it is an integrity thing, and I think he completely destroyed his integrity. But yeah, absolutely, hats off to to you know, especially uh, Rory, Rory and, and what he he did and what he said, kind of backing himself up from what his his original thoughts were, and he's he's not backing down from it, and I I can appreciate that a lot from him. I'm the same boat. Yeah, like, I agree. Like you said, the best league three hundred three hundred million dollars is a lot of money, but. I wouldn't want to have any single way or shape or form with it. Like, st- I completely stand behind Rory then being completely thrown under the bus and receiving what obviously happened to Rory. Like, that's just to me, it's a kick in the nuts. Like, seriously, you yeah. just need to. You, you guys said the best. Like, I stick behind Rory. Then I, there's no other way I would have done different than stick behind Rory and then just stay with stay my ground, stay who I truly am to a person. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's it it is kind of a weird situation too with Liv. Like, do you do you support the league or do you not? And it's it's tough because, like yeah. I said, of all the all the great things that it does for the sport. But yeah, I mean, just knowing where where that money's coming from and knowing knowing you know, like you like you brought it up. I think that's a good term for it. It's it's blood money, man. It, it really um, is. It is. It yeah, is. but I mean, kind of going aside from you know the top two guys right now. I mean, uh, so. Before the before this weekend, I was I put my bet in. I I always try to pick two guys from the PGA, uh, you know, in, in golf and these tournaments that I, I want to put my bets in on. Uh, and and one of them I put it on Ricky. I've been putting it on Ricky for the past three tournaments now, three three major tournaments, just because I love Ricky. He's been my favorite. I did put it on Ricky, so I'm hoping he sticks it sticks with it. Uh, Rory was the other guy, and I did it this time because kind of kind of like that i can see that he's pissed off and i think he's i think he's going to come out with a different mission right now to to win this thing uh and and right now he is three under uh and he finished three under so he's eight under total uh so he's he's up there he's uh tied for third so he's he's got a good chance but uh you know i I love to see that from rory um but then also kind of looking uh through uh you know another big highlight from yesterday uh you know i I love bringing up the hole-in-one you know anytime there's a hole-in-one uh, this is a, a pretty hard course too. From from listening to some of these guys talk about it, um, for one, I think the, the there's certain parts of the rough that are extremely hard because they're just so thick. Uh, and and you, you see guys go up to swing at a ball, and I've, I've been in the same a very similar situation where you go to swing at the ball and you put everything you had into it to flop it up, and it goes nowhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you're seeing that frustration in some of these these areas. There's a couple of par threes that I would be using driver on <laughs> they're they're upward of, of 290 uh, on, I think it was 290 on one of them there's another one where I'd probably go either easy driver or have to smack a five iron maybe a, you know if you got a three wood in the bag pop that three wood out but you know and so I mean this is a really hard course but uh, uh, I'm, I'm drawing a blank now it was uh, Matt Matthew Fitzpatrick uh, having an ace on the 15th hole uh, kind of an electric moment uh, so, you know, there's there's been a lot of fun. And for those who aren't golf fans, uh, I, I encourage you, go to a driving range. Go to Top Golf if you want. They're not a sponsor, so maybe I shouldn't be free, giving free advertisements. But anything like that where you can make golf into a fun game and give it a shot. That's how I got into golf. I went to Top Golf and just had a good time with my buddies. Uh, went there, had some colas with the boys, and uh, and I think, I think they took me out for my birthday or something like that. And, uh, you know, before I'd had I'd had people invite me to go golfing, and it was just such a stupid and boring sport. 
but then you realize how difficult it is and how how little movements and, and your wrist and you you grip the, the club wrong you you twist your 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 hips wrong you know and you, it just all the little tweaks in golf it shows you an appreciation for the game i think it makes it exciting watching uh golf now now that i've been playing it for so long too but forget for people who aren't golf fans get into it find find a way to get into it find find a way to make it fun for you um because that's that's what i made uh, for myself you know and getting myself into golf the way that i did to the point now where i'm, I'm making a business about it uh and we'll go ahead and bring up Mahler bros golf too because we do have a f- some very big big news uh that we've added uh as well so go check us out maulerbros.com uh it's we are powered by Mahler bros that's that's what keeps this podcast going that's what gives us this studio and and keeps uh really all the funding for for everything that's gone into this this podcast uh, and so you know if you go over to maulerbros.com we offer rising two uh as a, as a code to you for 10 percent off uh, and you can check us out, but we've we've got a big big news over there because we're adding the first known, uh, first at least to my knowledge, uh, golf branded uh, coffee. Uh, so it's a lot of fun. Uh, I got a small sample from them from uh, our medium roast, I think it was that I tried, and it was good. So I was like, you know what, I'm going to give them a shot. Uh, so we've got a huge bulk of it coming in, um, but I do have it up on the site ready to ready to order. So you can order it right now and get it shipped to you. Go to mallerbros.com. You can search for coffee. I don't have anything up there to make it easy, but if you go to the search bar and, and search coffee, you can find it, check it out. Uh, and Britton and I were talking today about how we wanted to kind of attack, uh, you know, selling it too. We're going to put it we're, we're, we're figuring out a way where we can make a, a subscription to it as well so that way you can get it shipped to you uh every 30 days so there's there's a lot of fun going into it uh like i said it, it, golf has become a passion of mine so if you haven't gotten into golf you should find a way uh because it's 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 a it's a sport that you can play when you're 70 years old uh, and still enjoy uh, and so it's it is it's a lot of fun a great way to spend a good a good weekend to go out on the course on a good day uh, and, and just have a lot of fun. And the best way to look good and feel good is going to mallerbros.com. Check out all of our amazing polos. Uh, we're going to be adding some mugs and stuff like that to the shop as well to go along with the coffee. So go check it out. Uh, we're very excited to have it. I'm, I'm a very big coffee drinker. I love coffee. Uh, and there's, there's a few brands that I, I know I can support and know that my money's going to a good thing. Um, here, you know that you're going to a great, you know, a great company. Um, but then also, uh, we're, we're trying to find some, somewhere that we can kind of put some of the proceeds as well. Um, but then of course you're putting it towards this podcast as well. So go check us out. Mollerbros.com. You can use code rising two for 10% off just for listening to this show. Uh, and like I said, we've got a lot of, of, uh, exciting news coming around that coffee too. So stay tuned for that. But guys, let's get into it. I know we haven't been around to be able to talk about the Denver Nuggets and the NBA championship game. The Denver Nuggets end up defeating uh, the Miami Heat. Uh, it was a great game for those who uh, have have been paying attention in the world of sports at all. You already know that this has happened, but it's just so amazing to see this for uh, a franchise like the Nuggets. Uh, for them to have been been able to do it the way they did it to to come through. The only real test they had, it feels like, was going against the Suns, where they lost two to the Suns. They lost one to the Timberwolves, where it seemed like more or less a relax, a little too much kind of game. Uh, and then they 
lose two to the Suns. They lose. Uh, they they didn't lose at all to the to the Lakers. They swept the Lakers, uh, and then to go on and win four to one in the series uh, against the Heat. They they win that that final matchup, and I hit hit the under. Uh, I was really glad about that, but I hit the under at uh, it was ninety four to eighty nine. So a really contested series, even though it didn't seem like it. Uh, if you look at the, the the overall outcome, it was a contested series. Uh, and and the, the 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 Heat were were giving them everything they had, um, but you know Blake will kind of throw it over to you for a minute, just kind of talk about uh, everything that that Nikola Jokic was able to do, and uh, I mean how exciting for the for the city of Denver after after having to put up with Russell Wilson uh, and seeing him and everything this past year, but then also to, to get to their first finals and win their first finals, how exciting for that city! Exciting for the city. Boring for the NBA. <laughs> awful, awful NBA finals. Uh, you knew who was going to win the series before it ever tipped. You wanted Jimmy and the Heat to really, uh, you know, take this thing further than they did, but we all knew what was going to happen. Denver was too deep. Look, it was a blast watching the Nuggets. They're elite. They're going to be around for years. The Joker should have won the MVP, all right? He should have won regular season MVP for three years in a row, okay? He got robbed. And I think that's what started, hey, we're on a mission, okay? We're on a mission. And then Jamal Murray, the comeback story after blowing his knee out, him coming back and and asking the franchise, hey, are you guys going to trade me? And they said, absolutely not. All right, yeah, I mean – the KCP on the defensive end, Michael Porter Jr. Everybody forgets that this team has Aaron Gordon. Uh, we all remember the the famous dunk contest that he had when he was with the Magic, and and just the pieces that they had. You got a Christian Brown coming in, a rookie from Kansas who wins March Madness and and cuts down the nets as a national champion in college, and then comes into the NBA as a rookie and wins the finals. I I could keep going about this team. There's so many pieces. The depth is. Is insane but the way the joker runs that offense man is absolutely incredible i mean the spacing that the nuggets have jamal murray creating his own shot getting to the mid-range joker being able to shoot threes and and do whatever he wants to do in the paint and then you've got guys like michael porter jr who can can stroke it from deep you got kcp if you let him get hot he can do it i mean it's just incredible what this team could do Jimmy's got to get another star in there. It just can't be him and Bam. I know that they jailed and they went on a great run, but the young guys just couldn't do enough in the finals. He needed another superstar. And there, he just – honestly, man, Jimmy just – he ran out of gas. He ran out of gas, in yeah, my opinion. Definitely. He had done so much to get to that point that I just don't – it was kind of like the, the 2020 in the bubble where he was going up against LeBron and AD, and he was just kind of like, man, I'm out of gas. I've done all I could do to get here, but damn, I'm out of gas. Like, I just can't give it anymore, you know? And and that, that's why I say it's bad for the NBA is because you get a team like Denver who, let's be honest, NBA fans, I mean – they had never been there before. So when you see the Denver Nuggets in the finals, what are you going to do? Uh, you know, you're just kind of like, you, oh, man, Denver in the finals? Like, Do you think it would have gone deeper if maybe the Celtics or the, the Sixers could have came, uh, you know, came out of that side? 
No. <laughs> yeah, I mean it. No. It, it was it was kind of shocking, you know. I looking at the beginning of this of the playoffs, I didn't think that the Nuggets were going to be able to make it all the way, just because we've seen this in the past. We've seen them choke in the past. But you could tell as soon as you know, as soon as they got to the point where it looked like they were going to sweep the Timberwolves, like I said, it just seemed like they took a break and lost one game. Um, but then you know, after that, it just seemed like getting through the Suns that was a tough task, and you just knew that they were on a mission. Then I didn't feel like the Lakers had had what it took uh, to be able to beat them. Uh, you know, they they just have been off and on. It was even a shock that the Lakers made it to the playoffs and then to make it as far as they did in the playoffs, uh, still hats off to them for doing what they did. But like you said, the Nuggets were extremely deep. And Jeremy, uh, how, how exciting for, for the city of Denver, though, uh, you know, to be able to celebrate that. You couldn't ask for anything better for the city of Denver. I mean, I know they've they've been trying so desperately just to try and get a championship, whether it's on the football side with the Denver Broncos or just even, we all know that's never going to happen, um, <laughs> or even just for the Denver Nuggets. I mean, it's just really ecstatic for Jokic and Murray and just the entire city of Denver. It's it's a big, it's a reliever. Like, it, it takes all blood, sweat, and tears to do whatever you physically can to try and win a national championship in whatever sport, especially for the Denver Nuggets. And they, they didn't necessarily have the – the easiest of road to get to it. And I mean, it goes it just goes to show you how much they put into this regular season and during practices and every little individual practice or whatever the situation be. Like, I'm really glad for the number nuggets. Then well I like to see them run it back. It'd be really cool to see them run it back and I know it's obviously hard to get the first one off the back. Now they got the monkey off the back having a championship. It'd be really cool to see something like that. Yeah, yeah, and it's exciting to, you know, your first one. I think they're on the way. To cre- yeah, I think they're on the way to creating a dynasty. Uh, you know, and I think they've yeah. got the right guys to do it. And I think they're selfless guys, too. The way that they talk in interviews, the way that, you know, Jokic just wanting to get <laughs> back home. You know, he was like, man, I don't even, I don't even want to go to this stupid parade, but it's, it's important for the team. And he made it to the parade anyway. So, I mean, yeah. it's, it, you know, it's, it's great for him. But, uh, you know, it, it, did y'all it, see what he said? What was that? No. Did y'all see? At the parade, he was like, you know, he was like, I'm sorry I said that I didn't want to come. He was like, but this parade is awesome. But he said it, uh, you know, a little more, uh, some some worse language than that. <laughs> we're trying to stay monetized, yeah. so we're we're trying to keep it a little friendly. You know, we know that little Jimmy oh, likes sports man. too and might want to listen with his dad. So, yeah. Um, but no, yeah, I mean, it, it is it is awesome to see That's guys great. like him, and, and and it just shows how much of a human being these guys are too. And, you know, like, like you brought up, uh, you know, with Jamal Murray and, and his, he was, he was sincerely worried. And, uh, you know, I, I heard an interview um, with the coach. Well, I'm drawing a blank on their coach's name now, but uh, with him uh, talking about Jamal Murray being sincerely worried uh, about being cut from the team this past off season because of his injury and whether he'd be able to bounce back. And uh, yeah, you got it. Yeah, Michael Malone. I yes, knew it Michael was Malone. Malone. I, just, yes. I couldn't remember his. I, I kept name. on wanting, my, yeah. my brain was wanting to say Carl, and I couldn't think Carl. of what his first name was. It's not Carl, Carl. Malone, um, but it, yeah, I don't know. It's it, it's it was cool to hear that story and the backstory to that. You know how how him. So I mean, you see the the you know the, the guys being humans. I think that brings it down to earth and it makes them a lot more likable. Uh, you know, and, and then mm-hmm. you know with with Jokic just wanting to go back home with with his family and with his horses. Uh, and stuff like that too so i mean just just really cool um and 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 a a big moment too for 
uh, Michael Porter Jr. He scored 16 points. It was a low-scoring game, so that's a that's a good amount of points in this game. Mm-hmm. Uh, he finally had a game where they really needed somebody like him to step up because he just he did not look good this series, the whole series long. So uh, him stepping up. But I, I kind of wanted to get you guys' take on this. We've been talking about Tyler Hero coming for the next series. It seems like from the beginning of the playoffs. Um, Tyler Hero, he was kind of cleared for basketball activities um, back, uh, I think that was whenever they were still going against the Knicks. Yeah. Uh, and then we thought maybe he'd play maybe somewhere mid to, to late in, against the Celtics. They didn't really need him, so it was okay that they didn't until they did need him. And then I was thinking, well, do you put him in? Uh, they, they, you know, they finally get through the Celtics, and it seemed very clear that he was going to be back uh, with, with the, the, you know, with really everything on the line here in the championship. Um, but then, you know, he was clear to play, but he still didn't play. And in this last game, he doesn't play at all. Uh, do you, I guess I'll start with you, Blake. Do you think that this is a bad coaching decision? Again, I guess assuming that it's not worse than what it really is. Maybe his injury is worse than, than what, what uh, we've, we've been led on to believe. But do you think that's kind of a poor coaching decision to keep him out of the game? Uh you know, when when you're you're down to the last straw, if you lose this game, you go home, uh, or or do you think maybe maybe you just kind of trust the coaches and, and what they're doing? Man, I'm gonna trust Eric Spolster and what he does, and and Pat Riley uh, in that organization because he, here's the big thing that was reported was they didn't really want to mess up the rotation and the chemistry that got them there, mm-hmm. and okay. and Hero even come out and said like, hey. You know, if, if it's going to hurt the team chemistry, they've been hot. They've been rolling. Uh, I don't want to come back. And at that point, it was, what, three to one. And I just – I don't think him coming back even would have made a difference, honestly. Like, how much how much would he have been able to change the game? Because uh, he, had, he had been out for a month and a half. I mean, mm-hmm. his shot was going to be a little off. Uh, you know, his defense – it's a game shape is different than practice. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's way different. And so I just don't think he was 100% there yet. And I think Eric Spolster just kind of like said, hey, we're not coming back. You know, like there's no need to risk this. Let's get right for next year and and let's see if we can get back here. So uh, I I like Eric Spolster. I think he is a super, super underrated uh, head coach in the league. I don't think he gets enough love in the league. You know, I, I think a lot of people always look back at those big three teams that he had and just said, oh, well, they had LeBron, D. Wade, and Chris Bosh. But you dig a little deeper and you see Eric Spolster sitting there and the job that he did. And so I do think he uh, he deserves his his flowers, as as you could say. Yeah, yeah, and I, I, I'm kind of 50-50 because I'm – ultimately it's always going to bounce down to the they know better than i do you know whether it was tyler hero deciding i don't i don't want to come back in yet or if it was the coaching maybe it was the the upper office kind of saying hey uh, or even the medical staff saying he's cleared but we're just gonna we're just gonna warn you right now it could be worse for him later on we don't really know uh it seemed like he was you know pretty much ready to go Mm -hmm. but like you said blake rust that's where i'm that's where i'm gonna lean that you know i'm gonna trust that Everybody involved knew better than we do as fans, but there is some criticism. Do you think? Do you think it could have made a difference having Tyler Hero in the game, being able to? He's a twenty-point scorer. Do you think that could have made a difference for them to maybe at least push it to another game? 
I I sincerely think so. And I was going to actually ask you that same question, Blake. But um, I I think it would at least brought a little bit more something to the table, at least in that aspect. Like as you just mentioned, she's a twenty point scorer. That's huge. Like points to put up in the NBA aren't the easiest things to do. And like you get you get these teams that are really struggling, and especially in this situation where Miami during this championship series they were just struggling just because they were relying all on Jimmy Butler and. Mm-hmm. Like, as you mentioned, Blake, they need another key person outside just relying all on Jimmy Butler. Then, like, in my opinion, I think he could have possibly been somebody to at least help a little bit, but not over-exceed to where it's going to completely change the entire aspect of the game. Yeah. But, like, it, it, I think he could have made an impact, but not the over-the-rainbow impact where it would have completely changed the turnout. Yeah, and I, I think the impact that I would have expected from him is a bench player that comes in and gets you an extra 10, 15 points or something like that. Something. And, you know, that's that's kind of what I was wait, waiting for, and I, th- I thought that was kind of the, the excitement um, behind it. But, Blake, yeah. do, you, do you think he could have made that that impact? And like I said, maybe pushing it to another game to make it, make it a little tighter in the series? Let me ask you guys this, because uh, this is what I kind of – I was thinking about with it being in Denver, it, this might be a wild off-the-wall take, but the guy hasn't played in a month and a half, all right? Uh, he, he's not in game shape. Do you think the altitude of Denver being in the Mile High City might have had something to do with it? Yeah, I, I think so. I honestly did not think about that one bit. Uh, and, yeah, I mean, that, that's that's crazy when you bring that up. Uh, I, I, I was thinking – for the entire team just I, I was very shocked when they went and they won one in denver uh so i mean that yeah. was that was huge because and, and they played they played well in denver yeah, that, that's the thing that kind of shocked me you know with the altitude i thought for sure they would be gassed really quick but it didn't really seem that way it seemed like their defense played really well throughout the series uh the, the under hit and all but i think one of the games uh so i mean they they, they played really good defense uh, but you know, like like I said, they just didn't have that. But no, I, I, you're, you're right. Uh, that could have that could have had something to do with him because the team did well with it. But they they had time to prepare for it, yeah. where he didn't really yeah. have all that time that they did to prepare for this. Yeah, yeah. But, th- th- that's one thing that I kind of thought about right there uh, was like because I've heard just watching like interviews and stuff like uh, LeBron and other people just say like when they go play in Denver and then they leave and go back home, they're just kind of like man that that's real you know like it 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 takes a minute to get over it because you're just like i ain't used to it and then you know i'm i'm traveling back down to la and it's like it hits me and so i just i kind of was sitting here thinking like hey the altitude might have had something to do with him uh not getting in because how many minutes was he actually going to get eight minutes maybe maybe eight to 15 somewhere in there yeah but yeah, I totally agree. But still, still very exciting for the city of Denver for the Nuggets for the fir- first uh, win in, in uh, franchise history. Hats off to them. I know we're late to the show getting to them, um, but you know we have to bring it up anyways. And late to the show again on the NHL, the Stanley Cup Finals. Uh, Vegas Golden Knights end up pulling it out when this series started off. I know my prediction was Vegas if they could close it out in five or six, or I was thinking six. Uh, I didn't see this game, this this series going to five. Um, but in, in, in on that, and I thought I thought that they could pull it off in six, but I just had a feeling like you know we, we all talked about how hot Florida was. They came in and they, it was just nobody was going to stop them. They had to go through the toughest the toughest schedule to get to where they were. 
you know, and so it just seemed like it was going to be impossible to be able to score against this Florida defense. But, man, the Golden Knights, they had their number the entire series long. The first game seemed like it was tough. Second game, they kind of took 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 over. Um, you know, and then, of course, uh, the Panthers scoring, you know, winning uh, one game in, what was that, game four, to be able to make it a little, little contested. And Jeremy and I talked about it. You know, it seemed like with – them being able to win that game, it seemed like they could still fight back from this. This is this, you know, Florida's got them where they ultimately want to be. So let's just let's just keep the, keep this on, uh, you know, on on you know, pedal to the metal, uh, go all out. It seemed like you know they 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 uh, were kind of getting more aggressive there and starting to you know really amp things up. But then game five happened, and it wasn't just a good win. It wasn't just one team came out to play and the other didn't. I mean, one team showed up, and the other team just said, "You guys have it." Uh, it was a nine to three for those who didn't watch, but I would assume by now everybody's heard about it or watched. Uh, just an incredible performance by a team that we were questioning if their offense was going to be strong enough and, and fast enough and good enough to be able to score against one of the best defenses in the NHL going into the playoffs. Uh, but I mean, Jeremy, I, I think you're more of our hockey guy. Did we see the Vegas Golden Knights coming out and being able to win this series? Not just winning winning the series, but winning it in five, winning four to one? After watching how Vegas played the first game, I knew it was going to be short. Like Vegas started off right from the get-go, opening puck job. They were piss-pounding the crap out of Florida. Like You look at the scores, like these are high-scoring games, and this is the Stanley Cup Finals. Like, yeah. Everyone was thinking, like, for game three and four, that it was going to be, like, a 3-2 or, like, a 4-3 situation. Like, you score nine goals in the championship game to win the Stanley Cup. I looked at the Vegas Golden Knights, between all five games, they put up 26 points, and the uh, and the Florida Panthers put up 11. That's huh. that's crazy. Like, Vegas, they, they completely shut down Florida right from the get-go, and they found... Sergey Bobrovsky's weak point, whether it was on his glove side or his blocker side or just little itty-bitty shots that you didn't think were going to go in, and they just happened to match go in. And they they broke him down. Then there was once, I can't remember which particular game, but they showed a still shot of him on the bench in tears. And that just that broke my heart. Like He's trying to do every physical thing that he can just to try and make this a close game. Then I think he ended up getting pulled. I think it was in the first period, too, maybe the second. That just... That just hurts. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Blake, we talked about how exciting it is for the city of Denver to be able to win uh, the NBA championship. But, I mean, how disappointing for the city of Miami to lose the NBA championship and the Stanley Cup finals uh, and, and really getting killed in both of them. Uh, I mean, it's, it was a heartbreak for Miami for sure. Heartbreak for Miami. But, man, how sweet was it for, for Vegas, you know, being oh, yeah. an expansion team. And this is their your second trip. Fourth or fifth season. I think this is their fifth yeah. season, if I remember right. No, this is six. Because it six, it was their GM wanted to try and win it in six. Because it was 18. Yeah. It was when they started. Yep. So 18 to 19, 20. Well, that's 22. what their GM, I thought, said. Yeah, so this is, this will be sixth year. Yeah. yeah, total. Yeah. So, man, just insane that, that it's that quick. Yeah, and, and, you know, like Jeremy said, I think we were all kind of shocked that uh, how good Florida's defense was, and then Vegas just shredded them. I mean, it was, it was 
yeah, I mean, it was filthy. And, uh, you know, nine to three, I'm not going to lie, I turned it off. I said, I'm not watching this. I like, turned it over. off. At, I think it's it was six to one. I turned it off. Yeah. I, said, I turned it back on for the celebration and everything, mm-hmm. but yeah. Yeah. But uh, I, I do think this is good for the NHL, uh, for Vegas to come in, uh, be an expansion team like that, uh, and, and just so short-lived and to get there twice already. And then you knock the door down this time and, and you hoist uh, Lord Stanley and, and, uh, I, I think it's uh, it's really really good for the league and what they have going. We all know they have the best All Star game uh, and the excitement there. And uh, and you know Florida and let's not knock them, but they made a magical run. Yeah, you absolutely. Know, and, absolutely. And, uh, what they did to just even get there, you know, yeah. and and like let's not forget the magical game. What was a game one against Carolina? Uh, where it went four overtimes and yeah. almost went a fifth overtime and just it was absolutely insane. So uh, what a what a season, what a what a year of hockey, and I just think the league just keeps getting better and better and better. So uh, it was a blast to watch Vegas win it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It was a lot of fun. We talked about how deep the league was, and and really both leagues uh, this year, but how deep it was in the NHL, and to see. This and like you said, you know, with with the the journey, because they shouldn't have gotten there through the playoffs, but mm-hmm. they really should. They they were they were one of the teams that we th- thought, you know, they don't even really deserve to be in the playoffs because they barely squeezed their way into there. Um, you know, there's there's gonna be that team. There's gonna be probably two two teams that you look at, maybe one on each each side of the conference, where you're like, ah, yeah, they're in the playoffs. They they deserve to be because of the record and it shows, but man, they really don't deserve to be here when when you compare the competition. Uh, and that was that was Florida this year, mm-hmm. uh, and and we also looked back at Florida when they were one seed and and blowing it in the past, uh, you know, and for them to completely flip that script to make it still still an amazing season uh, to to make it to the playoffs to make it through and to have the Cinderella story that that was almost there, uh, and and it, it really it really did seem like even though they were getting killed in the first three games was it yeah uh, you know and so even though it seemed like they just couldn't get anything. At the end of game three, that's when you and I talked about, man, it just feels like they're going to come out, yeah. and, they, and they did. Uh, and so it just felt like after the aggression of, of game three and the way that that turned out, it just still felt like they had a chance. Um, but, man, to, to lose it nine to three, that that was heartbreaking. <laughs> but uh, it, was, it was heartbreaking for me, and I wasn't even a Florida fan. So, uh, But, you know, it was, it was absolutely exciting to see uh, where Vegas – you know, them being able to do it, uh, make it there twice in six years, win it once. Uh, so, I mean, you know, to, to go 50%, uh, you know, and, and so far uh, in, in the Stanley Cups. Uh, so, I mean, it's it's been a lot of fun to, to watch them on, on their journey too, for sure. But two, two amazing teams, a really fun series, regardless of how it ended up turning up. Uh, two teams that I think most of the country, I think, could, could, could get behind either one of these teams. It was really fun. Um, but... Uh, I guess let's get into kind of what went on there and, and the U.S. men's uh, national team, what, what kind of happened uh, with all of that. But before we do, uh, we're also sponsored by Built Bar. We've got to always give a shout out to all of our favorite sponsors. And Built Bar is absolutely one of them for us. Uh, Built Bar is an amazing product. It's amazing uh, because it's packed full of protein. It's low on sugar, uh, low on calories, and 
it's very filling. Uh, and one way, one thing that I always bring up is it's uh, one way that helped me to get off of candy bars, kind of get a little healthier that way, uh, using Built Bar because they taste amazing. Uh, they really are an amazing product. We encourage you to go over to built.com. That's B-U-I-L-T.com. And you can use code RISING2 for 10% off. Built Bar has been amazing to send us all kinds of different uh, flavors. Uh, recently, I know that the double chocolate has been one of my favorites. Uh, they've got some sort of a, it's a cookies and cream, I think was one of my favorites as well. Uh, they've got tons of flavor and flavors, and it just seems like they keep on adding on uh, to where I can't even keep up with all of them. Uh, so, you know, you can go and check them out. They've got all kinds of, of uh, uh, different flavors. One of my favorites, though, to get is they're little, they've got little bites. Uh, you can get little, the little small, small bites, uh, and they just come in small packages because they're, they're just one bite. You know, you, know, you chew it up and, and eat it. The amazing thing about Built Bar is though they're a protein bar, they don't have that kind of gritty texture that most protein shakes and protein bars have that kind of make it hard to eat. Uh, they're, they're really good, really good texture, really good taste. Everything about them, I absolutely love Built Bar. Go check them out, B-U-I-L-T.com. That's Built.com and use code RISINGTO for 10% off. Um, but guys, I have made it very clear. I'm not a huge soccer fan. Uh, and a lot of that being that I just think that there's such... There, there's a lot of silly things that go in and go on in soccer, and I know we have flops in basketball. We have, you know, maybe some drama go on in in football and even in hockey and stuff like that. But I just feel like the flops in soccer are just over exaggerated, uh, and I also feel like it's very hard for me to keep my attention on the game when it ends in a draw. Or, you know, if it, if it ends in one to zero, it's just hard for me. Uh, I'm not knocking the sport one bit. I think it's incredibly difficult to do what these guys do to keep the stamina that they have. They, they are skilled, and, and I don't want to take that away from soccer. It's just not the sport that I choose to turn on the TV. I will I will sit there and watch a soccer game or two, though, uh, if, it, if it's around. But if you're going to put American football on and a soccer game, I'm sorry, I'm picking American football all day. Um, but... It, it still is fun to watch, and it's it's still fun to get behind your country. Um, but you know what we saw with yesterday was that uh, the U.S. men's national team going against Mexico they they end up stopping the game because of some anti-gay uh, chants uh, is what was what we're told. And I'm I'm still not exactly sure what they were. We're not going to repeat them, even if that that is the case on on here. Um, but it, it just seems silly to me to be able to stop the game. Uh, because of some chants going on in the crowd. Uh, but uh, regardless, it just seemed like the U.S. team was absolutely killing them. They, they, they stopped it at 3-0. At, uh, at to zero. Yeah. They ended up resuming later on to kind of finish off the rest The rest of, uh, I think it's called injury time, if I'm, if I'm saying that correctly. I don't know all the terminology and everything in, in uh, soccer. But it's added time. Yeah, added yeah. time. So, you know, so, so, you know, they were still able to finish the game but it just seems so silly to stop it to me anyways, to stop it because the fans are chanting something. Um, but you know, and, and I, I was trying to look into it and I guess, uh, even, even the, the commentators around the game were even kind of saying stuff about how the, 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 the teams were kind of reacting to some of these chants going on. And, uh, you know, where I guess it sounded like it was fans from both sides kind of saying a lot of chants and stuff like that. But, uh, it, it doesn't seem like the place, to be doing it, uh, you know, and it doesn't seem like the time to be doing it. Uh, and I, I suppose because it's Pride Month, I suppose maybe that's why it's made out to be a bigger deal than what it, what it, maybe it should have been. Um, but Blake, I know you were kind of talking a little bit about about the game uh, earlier, but 
kind of kind of give us your thoughts on you know it, d- does it seem like a silly thing to you uh, i know you watch more soccer than i do does it seem kind of silly to stop the game over something like this a uh, hot take here fellas uh, i watched the entire game last night I think it was an excellent performance from Team USA. It was one of the first times where Team USA went out and they didn't play with their food. Uh, They absolutely got the job done. And they started early and often, and they absolutely dominated Mexico. And (laughs) and I am damn proud of that. So hot take here. I don't think the game will stop due to anti-gay chance. Not one bit. I do not. All right. I think this game was stopped because of – the officials and both teams got way – they let this thing get way out of hand, all right? There was uh, red cards being passed out like candy on Halloween. I think right? they said there was uh, eight. Or, oh, crap. Is that right? Um, I know I know. the red cards, there was four. It was it Was, oh, it's, two, was it one, four red cards and then eight yellows? And then, so. uh, yeah. Yeah, the yellows were getting passed yeah. out more frequently. But uh, it was – the game ended up 9v9. All right, so two from Mexico got sent off, and Dest and McKinney, uh, who were two big pieces from Team USA, they got sent off. All right, and so I think what happened was Mexico uh, gets the ball in the midfield, and Balligan from Team USA, uh, he is retreating back, um, and he cuts in front of the Mexico player, and he kind of uh, contest his dribble and everything, and the ball gets knocked away. The Mexico player, uh, in frustration, just rears back and just absolutely uh, kicks his feet out from underneath him uh, and was like, basically, screw you. Uh, you're beating the daylights out of us, and uh, I'm just pissed off. And so they get in a big scuffle. Things happen. Uh, they rip Weston McKinney's shirt off. He puts his hand around somebody's throat, and then he kisses uh, the crest and everything and says, hey, uh, I'm from America. You're not. This is the greatest country in the world. Uh, go kick rocks. All right. So wow. uh, then Serginho Dest, uh, he <clears throat> makes a play up the sideline, and there's a little scuffle back and forth. They try to swing on him. He he, you know, catches old buddy with a stiff jab to the neck, and there it goes. Like it, all hell breaks loose. They get sent off. So it's nine v nine, and it's th- it's a three to nothing game. And you're in added time uh, because there was twelve minutes of added time because they had to stop the game, and then they had injuries and all of this stuff. People were throwing things on the field and all of this. It just got way out of hand. All right. Now, was there anti-gay chance going on? Absolutely, there was. But I don't think the game got stopped because of that. I think the game got stopped because they said, hey, look, this game is over. There's no need to let this game continue to go on. There's not but five minutes left in the game. The United States has a final to play this weekend against Canada. They've already got two guys that can't play. They're suspended now because they've picked up red cards. But typical Mexico to go out like that and do uh, the, the, the trashy thing and act the way you did. Now, I know 
uh, Team USA and, and Dest and McKinney uh, should have held their composure a little bit better. But what is any human being going to do when you get tested like that? You're going to respond in that manner. So, uh, But, you know, I don't expect anything less from Team Mexico. That's just who they are. And uh, it, it's, it's, you know, it's no fun when the rabbit's got the gun because Team USA is now your daddy. The roles have flipped. And, uh, you know, I hate it for you, but safe trip back home because uh, you got thumped. Yeah, so I, li- I like that's it. That's just uh, my take. Yeah, yeah, and it, it was it was something too that if if I would have if I would have been a bigger uh, soccer fan, knowing that it was going on, I absolutely probably would have tuned in too, just because, like I said, it's it's fun to watch your team, you know, your 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 national team, you know, we're we're all you know, you know, cold blooded Americans that just want want our team to just destroy everybody. We were rooting for them in the in the uh, hockey tournament that they ended up kind of choking against Canada and yeah. uh, or no, they they choked against uh, Germany, I think it was, uh, and so you know it just. You know, there's all, all, you know, anytime that, that our, our country is competing, I'm always going to root for our country no matter what sport it is. But I'm glad, I'm glad you caught more of it to be able to kind of give a, give a little more insight to it. Cause I knew that the, the refereeing was, was mainly the reason why it got stopped. And, uh, yeah, I kind of agree with you. I, I, I'm, I don't think it's a hot take at all to say that either, that, that it wasn't because of the chance going on. Uh, and mm-hmm. I, I don't know exactly what, what all was, was going on in, in the crowd, but I just can't see that being enough to, to have stopped the game just for chance alone. Um, but, Jeremy? Yeah. You and I both have heard plenty of hockey chants, and they ain't <laughs> the most pg thing ever. Like, mm-hmm. you don't see us stopping the game for that. But, like, you said it the best, Blake. Like, you already know this is going to be – a melee for USA and Mexico. Obviously, you know you're going to get a really, really heated game for when it comes to this. This is probably one of the most um, uh, viewed games that everyone looks up to, probably for US and Mexico or or whatever the teams be. But like, you know, you're going to get a pay per view for free and not have to pay for it and have a fight. But like, you get little itty bitty things like this, and. It gets out of hand, then, as you mentioned, getting so many red cards, so many yellows tossed out, and it it just really got out of hand. And I'm in the same boat as you, Blake. I didn't get a chance to watch the whole game. I got a chance to part. I got a chance to watch part of it. And from the time that I was watching, it was it was really starting to get out of hand. And I I didn't get a chance to hear the chance either. Then I didn't want to hear them, but. Um, it, it definitely did get out of hand then I I'm in the same boat I think we all know the real reason why they why the game got stopped but that's everyone's opinion yep. yeah yeah I mean there's there's a lot of things I think that are kind of being thrown out there more as allegations rather than something that's really shown as facts and another one of those stories is with Conor McGregor we heard about the story of him I don't understand exactly what went on with him and the mascot uh, but this was let's see that would have been game three I think uh, in Miami it was kind of big news that and he went out there just kind of like they wanted him to go out and kind of have some fun with the mascot and pretend to knock him out but apparently he gave too much <laughs> in the left hook and actually knocked the dude out sent him to the hospital so not a good look I don't know what happened there I'm not sure but I gotta think that you know it's probably just Conor McGregor not not thinking, thinking and it kind of being a little too animated uh, as he likes to be uh, and 
I, I don't think it was intentional for him to actually hurt the guy, but I also think maybe in his brain he's thinking, well, he's got a big fluffy head on. He, I can, he I can, I can put some force into this and knock him out. Um, but not a good, not a good look for him. Uh, not a good look for the mask off for for Miami. Uh, not a good look at all no. in that entire situation. But now some allegations coming out about Conor McGregor, and uh, I, I just want to kind of read your guys's, uh, you know. Uh, thoughts on this situation if you haven't heard about it it's not a huge story right now but it's kind of starting to blow up uh and i want to i want to kind of see where your bs meter is on this story so the, i guess the allegations are that uh conor mcgregor uh what he sexually assaulted uh, is what what it's allegedly uh sexually assaulted this woman in in the restroom and that the security guards there were all kind of a part of it that i guess uh, the security guards separated this girl from her friend and kind of forced her into this restroom where Conor McGregor then s- stepped out from the, the stall and aggressively kissed her uh, and sexually assaulted her that way. Uh, and this is kind of the story that's being being given. Now, I'm always innocent until proven guilty. Uh, that's how our, our judicial system is. That's how it, I think it always should be. I don't think Conor McGregor should be uh, you know, necessarily scrutinized for this. And again, these are allegations, but to me, this seems like a very far-fetched story uh, to understand how this all would have worked out, that the security guards of the of the stadium would have been kind of helping in this situation. To me, it seems like it reaches the top of the BS scale, but I just kind of wanted to hear from you guys, kind of start with you, Blake. I mean, uh, do, do, we, do we buy into this, this stuff uh, or... Do we just kind of take it for what it is? Josh, man, uh, look, I, you got to take it serious and everything. Absolutely. Uh, because, you know, it's nothing to play around about. No, uh, no. Obviously, if it is true, it's terrible. Like, you Absolutely. shouldn't be doing those things. But I, I agree with you, man. Like, I, I just I think this is at the top of the BS meter. And just – you know, if you want money, if you're trying to get money, uh, just say that. Because let me tell you something. I'm a firm believer. If you accuse somebody of something like that and it's not true, then you should get the sentence. All right. If you come out and you say, hey, he sexually harassed me, he tried to rape me, whatever. All right. And it's not true. And you put that on somebody's resume. You put that on somebody's life. You put that on somebody's name. That's bold. That's bold, fellas. Like, that is that is just absolutely insane to me because let me tell you something even if they are innocent it carries all right that charge carries that charge never leaves your name all right when you when that person goes out in public people are going to say oh that's the dude that got accused of rape even though he got off of it or sexual assault or whatever even though he got off of it did he really do it do you think he really did it like that's my thing man is like you have to take this serious, but it just, it kind of feels like, Hey, I'm chasing a bag. Like I'm trying mm-hmm. to get some money out of this, you know? And I just don't, I don't think, I don't know, man. It, it, it's, it's all insane to me. I, I just feel like there's so many stories all the time of like athletes just coming out and, and they're like, Oh, he sexually assaulted me. And, and I just, I don't know. I don't It, it feels BS to me. Yeah, yeah, it does, and I totally agree with you. I think it's something we need to take very seriously. And 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 if if he did do this, I mean, this is 
I mean, this is a really twisted, uh, not just for for McGregor, but for all the the yes. security guards. If this is all true, so I mean, yeah. very twisted situation, and and we do need to to punish them for this, all of them, every, everyone who involved. Uh, but I mean, Jeremy, does it does it seem like this is something again that, that just doesn't add up, or or does it seem seem like something? Sure, let's let's go with the story. It, it, there's a lot of things that don't add up to me, like as you mentioned. The security, and correct me if I'm wrong, the security guard, like you said, was involved with it, correct? Yeah, the security um, guards of, of the of the, the stadium and the, his security guard, apparently, allegedly. Yeah, I mean, you said the best, innocent until proven guilty. And as you also mentioned, Blake, if this, um, if it isn't true and you say this about the person, you should get the charge. That, I 100% agree. Yes. Like, it's one thing to say something, but I'm. It's it's a whole different thing if you actually did do it. Like if you yeah. did do it, like I'm sorry, but shame on you. Like that's it's disgusting, and it, it shouldn't even be something that you could even think about doing. Like I know a lot of people say a lot of stupid things and they don't mean it, but if you actually do something like this and actually physically do it, like that's it's in my mind, it's flat out gross. Like, mm -hmm. you seriously have the mindset to think of something that stupid and intentionally do it? Like, you need help. Like, the, it's it's horrible. Like, and if it didn't happen, like you mentioned, Blake, it's still going to carry. Like, you can walk out of a restaurant and just get the, the dirtiest look, or you can walk out of the gym, and or even in the gym, and you can see people just completely beeline the other wing, just being avoided. Then, like... Overall, at the end of the day, like if this did happen, obviously measures need to be taken. But if it didn't happen, like you're still gonna be, um, you're still gonna be looked at really, really different in life. But like, I, it to me, it's still up there on the BS meter, on the overall outcome. Yeah, and it, and it feels like these situations are a no-win scenario for the guy that's involved or whoever the perpetrator is involved. You know, the guy that's accused. Um, but you know, it just seems like it's a no win cause their name is still brought up in this mm -hmm. and it's, it's still in people's brains and it, it's something. And the reason why I bring this story up mainly is just that to hear the way that, you know, some, some news, uh, you know, news pundits and, and you know, uh, and specifically sports uh, stations that are talking about this situation like ESPN that I, you know, I heard, heard something from, uh, one of the shows on ESPN, I get them all kind of confused. They all kind of jumble together to me. Um, but you know, with, with, the way that they're ta talking about the story, acting as if this is this is information that they've gotten that they can confirm, rather than understanding that we don't talk about the guy poorly until we know what actually happened. And it, it seems like this should be an easy one to debunk with all of the camera footage that they should have in the stadium. Um, but yeah, absolutely, we should not take this lightly. But it just seems to reach the top of my BS scale, and I'm just not really sure that I'm buying it uh, as of, as of right now. Um, but an, another kind of shocking story, uh, maybe not shocking, but another story kind of coming out to us that uh, we're finally seeing the suspension that John Morant is going to be getting for the upcoming season. And it's going to be 25 games. Uh, the statement from Adam Silver was, uh, I, mean, well, I guess one of the statements or part of the statement is he says, John Morant's decision once again wield a firearm on social media and uh, is, is alarming and disconcerting given his similar conduct in March for 
uh, which he was already suspended eight games. Uh, and he went on to say the p- potential for other young people to emulate Jaws' uh, conduct is particularly concerning under these circumstances. We believe a suspension of 25 games is appropriate and makes sense. Uh, makes uh, makes clear that uh, engaging in reckless and irresponsible behavior with guns will not be tolerated. Uh, and, and I think. Adam Silver said this really well. You know, he's going to get a lot of flack for uh, you know a lot of things he does in the league, and um, but I do think that this is you know the way that he said this. I think is it, you know for the reasoning for his his suspension uh, is is very good. And we even talked about this in the past. It's not even necessarily what he's doing uh, because ultimately does it really matter? No, he's not really he's not actually harming anybody. Um, but we've we've mentioned on the show. Uh, in the past, when we talked about Ja Morant and his his kind of uh, negligence, negligence uh, his his irresponsibility and what he's been doing, you know the the fact that other kids are looking up to him and they're gonna see him as a role model, uh, and and that's that's what Adam Silver brought up. But uh, to kind of look through here, um, to think about the money in this, uh, due to make around a thirty three and a half. A million dollars a season. Morant, Morant now stands to lose just over three hundred thousand per game. That's approximately seven point five million dollars. Wow! When you're talking about the suspension and, and what he's he's losing out, so uh, you know it, it hurts the league not being able to see him play. It hurts his team not having him on the court for twenty five games. Um, but this is this is big. Uh, you know, twenty five game suspension might not sound big, but when you look at the numbers and what's going into it, but uh, you know. Blake, we've we've we talked about this in the past, and just how irresponsible it is, and especially as a role model, especially as who you are and how how big uh, of an image you are, uh, and again, especially to young people who we should we should look at this in a serious serious note that you know don't be stupid and, and pay attention to who you're hanging around with. Man, uh, to get to play fifty seven basketball games and make twenty six million dollars, <laughs> wow. Uh, Gotta love that, right? I mean, yeah, look, definitely. I'm sorry, 20, 25 games was not enough. No, and, yeah, I agree uh, with you. It's, it's in my opinion, it's ridiculous. I This is the second time uh, the gun has been shown, it's been flashed, whatever. You're, you're, you're supposed to be a role model, all right? And, you know, look, we hear it all the time. Like, these guys, the, the kids look up to them, and... You know, you don't hear of LeBron doing no stuff like this. You don't hear of Kevin Durant doing stuff like this. Like the, I think the worst thing Kevin Durant ever did was make a burner account on Twitter. Uh, you you don't see you don't see Chris Paul doing stuff like this. Like I'm gonna say it again, John Morant, you're not a thug. You're you're not a gangbanger. All right. If you ever come across this podcast, please listen to this. You went to a private school. All right. You're not about that life. I just don't think you are, and I, I just I think it's got to. I think it's got to straighten up. I I, I think you got to clean it up, man. And all twenty five games is telling me is that hey, I can do it again and get away with it again. All right. I honestly think I think this is equivalent to your parents if you were younger. Instead of wearing your ass out. They looked at you and said, "You know what? Just go to your room and lock the door. Sit in your room for a little while, and you're you're grounded, all right? Because I know where I come from, it didn't happen like that, all right. So, um, 
I think that's what it's equivalent to, man. Twenty-five games is not enough. You you taught zero lessons, zero, none. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, if you're if you're a part of the youth, and uh, I, guys, I went to a I went to a camp, uh, a football camp, two weeks ago. I did some uh, some media coverage for my podcast here in Alabama. And it was a bunch of high schoolers from Florida, Georgia, Mississippi, Alabama. There was about 50-something kids there. And they ranged from ninth to 12th grade. And I got in front of them and I said, you know what? Moving from high school to college, let me give you one piece of advice. Watch who you hang around with. All right? Watch what you put on social media. Because... The people you think that are your friends really aren't your friends, okay? They're not. You might have two to three guys in your life that are your true best friends that are down with you, ride or die with you. Everybody else, they're not with you. They they act like they're with you because you're somebody. You're going to be somebody. But at the end of the day, man, they will turn their back on you and – Look, I don't know if you guys follow the rap game, but Young Dolph, he was an ambassador to the city, gave back to the city of Memphis and and was just, hey, I'm about my hood. I'm about I'm about, you know, uh, repping my city and giving money back. And guess what happened to Young Dolph? They lit him up. All right. The, killed him in, in the city of Memphis, in his own city, a city that he was trying to give back to. So my thing is, is if you're John Morant, like, why do you even want to put yourself in that situation? Like, clean it up, man. Clean it up. Do not waste your talent and what you are as a professional basketball player trying to be a gangbanger because that ain't who you are, period. Yeah. That's, well, that's really well put. I um, mean, and, and the, the fact that we've we've seen his name popped up, you know, several times now uh, for just being irresponsible and, and – even to take it a step further outside of that too and, and just thinking you know for for maybe guys like us who you know who have been around guns you know i know jeremy and i we've we've been around guns since we were young and we're taught how to responsibly take care of them and even even if you are carrying them with you to be responsible in doing that this is a bad look for guys yeah. like us too and that's something else i think we need to, to kind of take take a look at you know and I, again we try not to get into politics on this show but the political side of it, you're kind of hurting, hurting our name when you do that stuff too. And so, you know, you, it's, it's bad, but I, I do agree with you. I mean, he's, he is losing a lot. I mean, it, it sounds like a lot, I guess. Um, but yeah, I, I do agree with you, man. I, I don't think it's enough. I think maybe the 25 games is, is okay, but the, the fine needs to be bigger, something, uh, you know, whatever, whatever it is, I think something needs to be bigger. Uh, and he is going through some sort of, some sort of, uh, almost like a rehabilitation uh, process that they're going to put them through. I don't know how, how, how intense that's going to be. I really hope uh, it's enough and, uh, you know, kind of going along with you too, Blake, I hope that he can get, get his life right and figure out what's important in life. And he keeps on saying these things and he, he make, made a statement too. And and uh, in, in his, his statement, he said something about, I had time to reflect and realize how much hurt I've caused and all this. And he kind of went on with all of that, but I don't think he really did. Because he said this the last time, and and Jeremy, I mean, we 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 we've heard yeah. this speech from him. We've heard this speech from guys like John in the past. But I mean, he's a generational talent to see him going through this trouble. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like you look at what he can do on the court. He's an unbelievable basketball player. 
Like, you're 23 years old for crying out loud. What is going through your mind? Like, as you mentioned, Blake, you're not a gangbanger. You don't need to be doing this kind of shit. Oh, you don't need to be doing this kind of stuff. <laughs> like, this is this is really hitting close. Like, seriously. Like, you yeah. need to seriously yeah. get your head out of your kisser and just get your mind right. Like We're saving the monetization. Yeah, we're saving the monetization. We're getting but, all 78 cents of that this month, boys. Literally. But, like, yeah. and another thing is, like, think about this. Like, obviously, the NBA has done, like, obviously, just mentioned the 25-game suspension, all the fines, and... Now, as you mentioned, him going through the rehabilitation stuff, but like, how much more can the NBA take of all this crap? Like, mm. in my opinion, like, the way I see it, you you have three strikes, like baseball, one, two, and three. Like, you're on, in my opinion, you're on your last straw before the NBA finally dumps you, and then you're just gonna make a complete mockery of yourself and. Every single person that has looked up to you, whether you're 10 years old or 50 years old, it doesn't matter what age group because you put all your blood, sweat, and tears to get to this position. And you're simply, in my mind, you're simply pissing this away. Like, seriously, you seriously need to get your mind right and actually actually back yourself up. If you're going to say something, follow with it instead of just saying something then as you obviously mentioned what did it do nothing so please if you get if you, if you see this get your mind right get help seriously Josh uh, Jeremy well I, I gotta I gotta ask one more thing would either one of you uh, if you had a if you had a child would you let your would you let your kid wear a John Morant jersey right now no no no, not one bit. And if they bought it, I burn it. Yeah, and honestly, maybe exactly. maybe we send him to the G League or something, you know, and put him on a on a stage where he's not so big right now, yeah. um, because he's obviously, yeah. I mean, it's I, I don't know. I don't know what the pun what the correct punishment would be in this situation, um, but I, I do agree with you, man. Uh, I, I think he needs to, he needs to get things straight, uh, and I I think this is I think this better be the last the last straw, uh, like you said, Jeremy, because. If he's not on the last drop, I mean, I, I'm I'm shocked that it's taken this long to even get up to this. Eight games last time, eight games was all he got. It's just a slab on the wrist. Y'all, do y'all do you know how gang banging works? All right, guess what? People want what you want, dog. All right, so people get jealous. All right, the the so called people that you're best friends with, and those those are your homeboys and everything. All right. I'm telling you, I'm from Mobile, Alabama. I see it every day. All right, it goes down here daily. All right, people people get turned on in this city day after day. It's one of the most violent cities in the country. Yes, little Mobile, Alabama. All right, it's bad out here, and I'm telling you. All right, it happens every single day. People get jealous of what other people have, and they turn on you. And what do they do? They end up saying, "Hey." I wanted what you got. I want all those millions. I want to be the star. All right, so what am I going to do? I'm going to turn on Ja. All right, so just watch who you hang out with, man. Get it right. You got a family. Like, this ain't the route. Get Be the role model. Like, it kills me because he's so damn good at basketball, man. Like, yeah. look, go talk to LeBron. 
Go go get go get go get lessons from LeBron, advice from LeBron, because that's a cat who come from a single household, a single single mom household uh, from Akron, Ohio, who was living in the slums and got ninety million dollars as an eighteen year old kid and made it. And you ain't never seen nothing out of LeBron like that. All you saw out of LeBron was him making his his homeboys rich. All right, him giving giving them opportunities in life, and him taking his uh, high school sweetheart from Akron, Ohio, to Los Angeles, California, living in a mansion and being a family man, being a father, and that is the route you need to take, in my opinion. And if you don't agree with a lot that LeBron does, I'm sorry, but I think he's a hell of a family man. I think he's a hell of a father. So yeah, that's yeah, absolutely. My yeah, he definitely cares about about his family for sure, and, and um, I, I think he'd be a good one to go to. And look at how much stuff he's done for charity benefits and yeah. all that. Like he's an unbelievable yeah. person. Yeah, he's he's trying to give back and everything, and and to help help people uh, fulfill what he's been able to do. And Giles in the same same shoot here in the same situation that he he could be doing that stuff. And uh, it it is it's a shame, like you brought up, you know, that he's such a good talent, one of the best in the league right now. Uh, I, I would put him, I would put him, top top 10 for sure right now as far as yeah, talent please. for sure yeah. i i want to say top five but i'm not sure if i quite put them up there i don't know i'd have to look at the list but uh you know it's 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 incredible so i mean if it, for, especially for young kids out there that are watching right now if you're if you're watching or listening to this let let this be a, be an example to you of what not to do um don't follow these shoes mm-hmm. pay attention to who you're hanging out with and uh you know and, and you know blake i think you said it really well you know recognize who your friends are and who's actually going to help you in life rather than the people that are just going to be be a snake and tear you down because they're they're all going to be that way uh there's you know you're we're we're all going to be in that situation but uh that pretty much wraps it up you know like i said it's kind of an off season right now but we got a lot that we can discuss uh we're going to get into a lot of baseball coming up here soon uh we've got college world series going on we've got uh you know two games and that you know one game that that happened uh i think it's just now wrapping up or something like that you know just wrapped up and uh, and then another game tonight uh so we got a lot of college world series to be talking about uh, and then, of course, MLB, and then all kinds of off-season stuff going on in pretty much all the leagues. So we're going to be able to touch on all of it. Make sure to stay tuned. Subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. Hit that like button. Uh, hit the notification bell so that way you know when we're uploading. We're going to have some extra stuff coming out. We've got some Saturday specials that we're putting up, putting together. Uh, first one should be dropped tomorrow as long as everything goes to plan. So stay tuned for that. And, of course, as we get closer to college football season, a lot of fun stuff going to be going to be uh, kind of going on around all of that. So make sure to stay tuned. We thank you all so much for your support. Uh, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts, give us a five-star review. It helps us out a lot. Uh, we thank you all so much. And until next time.